0: This is Hemant. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast if you like what you're listening to. If you give five bucks a month, you get ad-free episodes, and we appreciate it. And Jessica is back, and it's not just me again. Spooky Halloween, everybody. I want my five dollars back.
1: Um... Hemant (laughs) has the privilege to sit in my house as it's almost all the way decorated for Halloween because I'm having a party this weekend that Hemant is coming to. Remind me again. Remind me again? Yes. You're a fucking liar.
0: I am not coming because I have kids and they have issues. Ugh, worst. I know.
1: Um, But yeah, I'm back. Um, Hey, it was thank you to everybody who came out um, in Portland to our meetup. It was such a fun night. Um, we had a really, really nice time. Um, got to get to know a, a bunch of great people, and uh, I really appreciate it. Also, Hemant, almost everybody was like fifteen minutes early.
0: Whoa!
1: Like everybody had the exact same idea. Like, okay, I'm going to go there like half hour early and grab some food and before the meetup started. And so I sat, and so I did that with my friends, Lee and Amanda. And like immediately, five people were like are you Jessica? And I was like, (laughs) I guess I am eating with my new friends.
0: Nicely done.
1: But yeah, it was great. Good times. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm debating. I I thought I would start with a happy story because we never have them. Oh. And I have like (gasps) two-ish. I know. I know. It's very weird. Uh, So in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, there's a, a, a school district Uh, where there's a Pencrest High School, and if you look in their student handbook, they have their dress code, Uh and if you look in the dress code, it says students shouldn't dress uh, or in any manner that advocates illegal or antisocial behavior, blah, blah, blah. I mean, nothing there is out of the ordinary, but then they list specifics that you can't wear, and it includes, you know, anything that advocates violence, that's sexually suggestive, uh, double entendres, like we know what you're doing, uh, anything that's disrespectful. So far, so good. And then yeah. the last thing on the list is you can't wear anything that is satanic in nature.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's pretty specific for use at a public school.
0: Yeah. Huh. Um,
1: and so, like, what is that, that even... It feels like it was leftover from the 80s and somebody forgot to cross it out.
0: B- that is exactly what I was thinking. Like, what do they yeah. mean by satanic? Are we they're panicking not- again? Like, what is the issue here? <sighs> and, I mean, if they're saying you, you don't, you can't wear anything evil... Well, like, kind of be more specific about that. Like, right. what are you saying? There are arguments to be made that the Catholic Church is evil. That's right. So, <laughs> And so recently, I guess earlier this month in October, uh, a guy named Joseph Rose, who is the founder of a local group called Satanic Delco, Delaware County, um, which is not affiliated with any of the national satanic groups. It's mm-hmm. an independent group. Mm-hmm. But they are Satanists uh, in the same vein as the other satanic groups, in that we don't believe Satan is real. We are ethical Satanists, that sort Uh of metaphorical thing. He reached out to the school district and is like, what's up with this? You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, He said, you know, their website says we're Satanists. We believe in compassion and empathy. Mm -hmm. And after several weeks of sending the school district message after message, Uh it it finally worked. And so, first of all, here's what he said. The idea that a public school would allow religious expression in school, but choose to single out and prohibit the expression of one specific religion obviously seemed like a problem for us. Mm -hmm. And after a month of emails, the superintendent this week sent out a message that said... Although we've had no complaints or concerns brought forward by any student, parent, or resident, uh, yeah, yeah. we will remove this language from our current dress code information So in brave. the The so,
1: true heroes of our time. I
0: know. They did uh, upload a new handbook. It uh-huh. does not have that final uh, bullet point in it. So, Good. yay. What I was very amused by is that a local like ABC news affiliate did a story on this, and they found a couple... Uh, I'm guessing they found Facebook commenters mm-hmm. and they're like, let's reach out to these crazy people. And they found, uh, here's one woman. Uh, her name is Lisa. I wouldn't want a satanic or cultish anything on clothing in schools, which way to cool. miss that story. Real entirely. brave
1: and neat. Like, who are you standing
0: up against? <laughs> and wait, having gotten to Donna, here's what Donna says. It's like a free speech issue. Are they going to allow Nazis to be able to put symbols on kids' shirts and send them to school? Said Donna.
1: Okay, Donna, let's let's all <laughs> take it easy about the Nazi symbolism, Donna. Really, we can't call people Nazis anymore in the year of our Lord 2021 <laughs> because Lord knows we don't know if we're kidding or not about yeah. it. Uh, so hey kids
0: you can wear satanic gear i guess uh don't make it mean but hey if you have satan on your shirt yeah do do it for donna yeah is what i'm saying
1: donna will really really enjoy your (laughs) i I think it will just be like a thoughtful contribution to the the discourse about you know religious freedom and i think donna has a lot of interesting points (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should just listen for a second
0: uh Liberty University is in the news. It was in the news while you were gone over and over and over. Uh-huh. For different reasons entirely. And I was debating as I'm staring at my sheet here, which version of the Liberty story should I do first? Let's, is it
1: All I know is that is there more sexual assault stuff that's come uh, out? Kind of. Okay.
0: Uh here's the first one that's not sexual assault related. Great. Since we're talking what about What a fun break Liberty. for me. I know. Um Liberty University uh, remember a while back? This is twenty. Was it twenty nineteen? Twenty nineteen. Jerry Falwell Jr., who was the then president of mm-hmm. Liberty University, he said, "I want to start a think tank," and everyone's yes. like, "When have you ever had thoughts over there? And then <laughs> Let then he's alone like,
1: enough to warrant a tank, <laughs> right?"
0: And then he's like, don't worry, I'll make it better. I'm going to bring Charlie Kirk, the conservative activist, along, and we'll call it the Falkirk Center. He should have (laughs) called
1: it a think bowl. Like, get a little goldfish, put it in a bowl. You don't need a full tank for your thoughts, my dude. (laughs) Go ahead.
0: A shot glass tank. (laughs) Yeah, a think shot glass. Uh, So the Falkirk Center launched, and obviously everyone's looking at this like, what are you people up to? And
1: how are you scamming money from people?
0: (laughs) Yeah, and like, here's the thing, if you're, there are, you know, normal think tanks out there. Yeah. They have money behind them. Mm-hmm. They produce policy papers, research papers, they give lectures, basically trying to advocate for a particular point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to like what they say, but like, that's they not the right weird. To exist, they yeah. have the right to exist. They can do their thing. So the question is, okay, well, what are you all advocating for? What academic scholarly things are you all doing at this think tank? Mm-hmm. If you're calling it a think tank, because all we are seeing is that you get like the Fox News rejects, uh-huh. the your Jenna Ellis's, your Eric Metaxi's, right, right, and then you put them on your fellows list. And then you tweet out like right wing memes. It's like, that's pretty much all you do. So why are you here? And so
1: doing the job of a fourteen-year-old kid in their mom's basement, like (laughs) you don't need a think tank to 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 grind out memes, which is the only
0: talent Charlie Kirk has. Uh And so it turns out this week there's a former Liberty administrator, Scott Lamb, who's at the center of like all the stories this week. He got fired, I think, at the beginning of the month, and he has since filed a lawsuit against Liberty, which we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. He revealed to Politico this week. I have a secret recording of a phone call with the new president of Liberty University, whose name is Jerry uh, Prevo or Prevo. Uh-huh. Um, it's another Jerry. But he's like, no, I have a phone call with that guy where he basically admits that this think tank is basically just a way to provide cover so that they can get Republicans elected. It's There's no issue yeah. they care about. They only want to get conservatives into office which is a thing as
1: if it's revealing something new to me when i deeply understood that this is their mission
0: all along so here's here's this part of the story from politico okay um in the phone call jerry prevo says to scott lamb who is one of the administrators at liberty Mm -hmm. are they getting people elected which is one of our main goals which is like that's a little uh you're not even subtle on on the nose bud yeah are they really motivating our conservative people to really get out to vote? If they are, we ought to be seeing some changes in elected officials. And we are to some extent. All I want to do is make us more effective, more white. Yeah. So <laughs> this is, again, here's the thing. I know we all thought that's what they were doing anyway. Right. But when you actually put it out there and say, look, our entire purpose here is to get conservative Republicans elected, mm-hmm. you aren't doing a thing that a nonprofit University is allowed to do. You're serving as like a political action committee. That's right. a different thing. You got to pay taxes. Like, you don't get to do that under the guise of we're just a nonprofit school.
1: That's what I was going to ask um, about think tanks, because I have heard it more as a conceptual idea. Is there any like nonprofit? aspect to it or is it just like a regular like is there any reason we should be suspicious of like their tax bullshit um
0: i wish i knew a better answer to okay. this but I, there are conservative think tanks there are liberal think tanks sure um, even the ones that are conservative I, I haven't heard of them i mean certain ones anyway the big ones right. they seem to be on the up and up in terms of saying we advocate for these conservative okay. policies under these arguments okay and you can argue that they're wrong or they're using wrong information right. or whatever but- but not like they're but, scamming the system.
1: But in the governmental sense, a think tank is just any other bullshit company. Sure. It's not a nonprofit that we have to like keep an eye on or has special... The question I don't know it. the
0: answer to is, are they nonprofits necessarily? I'll um, look it up. But when you... Yeah, please. When you are doing it under the guise of a nonprofit, but you are clearly playing politics, it's the same argument sure. we have when churches and pastors get up on the pulpit, right, uh, in the pulpit, and they say, you all need to vote for this candidate. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. You can't tell people how to vote. You can always say, in this church, we oppose marriage equality, which is stupid bullshit, but also you're allowed to do that. Right. But there's a difference between advocating for an issue, which you're always allowed to do, Mm -hmm. even when you're a nonprofit, because that's what some of them are based on, versus telling people, you have to vote for this candidate. And like, even the smarter nonprofits know about the loopholes. The loopholes say, well, we can't tell you who to vote for but we made a scorecard of how every candidate believes on our issues. Turns out every Democrat got an F from the NRA or some bullshit like that. Like, whatever, that's still legal. You're within the boundaries there. Um, What they're doing here, they shouldn't be doing. I'll add one thing here. Um, By the way, Jerry Prevo said, yeah, we're like, I have a 501c3 church. I know what I'm doing. And clearly, uh, because Scott Lamb is pushing back, saying we can't just have a think tank to get people elected, right. and this guy's like, "Yeah, we can. I know how to do this stuff." Uh, so, there's that. So,
1: think tank. Most of them um, operate as a five hundred one c three.
0: So nonprofits. So they are a nonprofit,
1: which is interesting. I, I guess that was a, a.
0: But they're not out there telling you how to vote. They're telling you here's how we feel about sure, taxes, sure, sure, sure. guns, whatever.
1: Right. Which, yes.
0: So that's Scott Lamb saying, okay, at this school... By the way, I should say, the Falkirk Center, uh, Scott Lamb is the guy who said, we're not renewing our contract with Charlie Kirk. He said that last year. And then the whole place changed its name to, Mm -hmm. like, Standing for Liberty Think Tank. And they haven't done Jack since then, really. Um, But anyway, that's kind of what they were arguing about. So that's part one of... Liberty doesn't really know what it's doing right now. Oh boy, what a mess! Um, here's part two in our trilogy here. Oh god, it's a trilogy. I know. I know. So we're at the two towers. Uh-huh. So there was a bill that was being debated in the U.S. House this week. Yes, it would reauthorize the Family Violence and Prevention Services Program, which all you need to know about it is it helps victims of domestic violence.
1: Helps victim. Okay,
0: so good. We yep. want this thing o- overall, to pass. Strong. Will the Senate pass it? Who knows? That's a separate issue. Yep. But the House is debating this, and Republicans, as usual, are against it mm-hmm. because yay, because, it's somebody, yes. because it's helping somebody. Because it's helping someone. We the gover- I mean, realistically, we, it's, we don't want the government helping uh, anybody. I don't know, anybody. Um, so anyway, one of the people who spoke out against the bill is a Republican named Bob Good. Who's from Virginia? He's a congressman for, from Virginia. Yes, I bet
1: we, Bob Good is in fact bad.
0: Thank you for making the most obvious joke. I appreciate it because I was thinking it as well. Welcome. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, so here, guys. That
1: was just off the top of my head. I don't even write this stuff in advance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Bob Good, why is he arguing against this bill? Because he's might wonder. stupid and
1: bad. I bet. Why?
0: So he says. Uh, Domestic violence and all these other societal problems Mm. and stuff.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Can I just take a swing at his statement? You get one guess. Okay. Um, What was it? Domestic violence are not problems in our laws. It's a problem in our Bibles. Ever since we banished Jesus from the schools and the... Churches probably—that's um, why there's domestic violence. Close. There was famously never domestic
0: violence in the Bible. You've hit the dartboard. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're on there. I'll take Here's it. Here's what he said: "Quote, nearly everything that plagues our society can be attributed to a failure to follow God's laws for morality, bing bong, and His rules for and definition of marriage and family." <laughs> So because we let gay people get married, that's why you have domestic violence. You think this bill will help victims?
1: Um,
0: So why is this part of our trilogy, you might be asking? I'm always asking. (laughs) Bob Good, his former job before he became a congressman, was fundraiser for Liberty University's athletic program.
1: Oh, God. Is there a more pointless job? (laughs) Give me more money so we can football real good.
0: Yeah, football. Hey, guess
1: what? I've t- in my uh, late thirties. I'm turning onto an anti an anti uh, sports lady. More on that later.
0: <laughs> yes, more on that later. Here's part three of our trilogy. Yes, yeah, this is all also from Scott Lamb. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Actually, no. I'm sorry. I take the back. Not Scott Lamb right oh, now. But remember, Scott. remember about a month or two ago, we talked about uh, about twelve or thirteen women had filed a lawsuit against Liberty saying. Yes. We were sexually assaulted. We reported it. Mm -hmm. Liberty did not take us seriously, or we were afraid to go to them because we knew they weren't going to take us seriously. And all of that violates the federal Title IX guidelines that basically should have protected us. There Mm -hmm. is, If you are a school that gets federal funding in any way, you have to follow certain guidelines. Liberty isn't doing that. So what we got this week, ProPublica's Hannah Dreyfus spoke with several victims one of whom I would argue is one of the anonymous women in the lawsuit because their stories match up perfectly. Oh, uh uh-huh. Though she did not say that in her piece, which I found weird. Okay. Um, but also other women who may or may not be part of the lawsuit. So these are additional women. And basically the argument is because of Liberty's rules, the Liberty Way, mm-hmm. their guide, their school policy guidebook that says, you know, no sex, no drinking, mm-hmm. nothing like that when you're not married— because of that, if a woman said, you know, I went to a party and a guy assaulted me, they, their basic stance is, well, what were you wearing? Mm-hmm. That's their entire policy. That's, yeah. that's the impression you get. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go through all the details this time. Okay. Um, but one of the things that came up is, uh, according to one of the victims who spoke with the reporter here, she said that as her case was moving through the system... Liberty said she needed to sign a document acknowledging that she could be found to have violated the university's code of conduct. Cool. Like, okay. hey, we know you drank at this party. Mm-hmm. You need to acknowledge that mm-hmm. if you want us to like take your case seriously. Well, and
1: it's uh, it's just one of those things where they are doing this under the guise. Uh, and, and it reflects the like patriarchal Christian system because it's a sin is a sin. Mm-hmm. And so a man raping you is a sin, but so, too, is you drinking alcohol. Yeah. So and you both wearing sinned. a
0: thing and you making out. Yeah. So, all I this. guess it all
1: comes out in the wash.
0: Yeah. And you
1: fa- did one sin, you got one <laughs> sinned at you. Sorry.
0: There were some people defending Liberty saying, look, they just want to make sure she's aware of what she did for the problem. Now they weren't dismissing jump her assault. up your
1: own ass with oh, that I'm bullshit. right
0: there with you. Um, this is from the ProPublica article. Yeah. Ten more former students told me they chose not to report their rapes to campus officials amid fear of being punished. I knew I would face the blame for putting myself in that situation, said another alum who said she was assaulted by a Liberty student. Here's another part of this. Liberty's lead investigator in their equity office, the Mm -hmm. person whose job it is to follow Title IX guidelines, Mm -hmm. uh, Alisa Bucci, she now works as a Title IX investigator at Baylor, another private Christian school. (laughs) So, like, she's here because she clearly didn't do anything at Liberty to help these women, and magically she just got a job at another school doing the same thing. Because they always fail upwards. Yeah. Oh, it here's- sounds,
1: Yeah, it sounds similar to the Catholic Church, and I can't put my finger on why, but <laughs> something about it.
0: Um, Scott Lamb, he did show up in this story. That's oh, why good. I mentioned him. We missed him. Um, Sir sh- Lamb Trilogy. The reporter for ProPublica, yeah. after speaking to all these women and getting this piece ready for publication- does the thing all good journalists do? And she sends Liberty a series of questions. Like, Uh we want to know how you reacted to this. Is this a fair assessment of what you did? Mm -hmm. Um, And they said, we never got a response from Liberty when it came to those questions, the detailed questions we sent them. But Scott Lamb said to the reporter, now that he's fired Uh and not working for them anymore...
1: Did he find his spine?
0: uh Uh-huh. He said uh, in an interview with the reporter... The emails from ProPublica were definitely ignored, said Lamb. He recalled himself and one colleague trying to make a case for the school to respond. We said, listen, the optics of this are killing us. Is there anything we can message? Something? A message about empathy? Or that we're at least working to get to the bottom of this? And then it dawned on us, they're not working to get to the bottom of this. What? What? Listen the what? the they're number not? of people who worked at Liberty what? who had it's remember we talked about the athletes who go to Liberty on scholarship because oh. they want a Division One uh-huh. uh they want to play for a Division One team Fucking
1: Division but one. then they
0: have no idea what they're stepping into all they know is I got a scholarship yeah and like you can't be mad at them for accepting a full ride yeah. if for basketball or football or something. Mm. But then afterwards they realize, oh, oh, this is a crazy oh, school. Oh no,
1: I've entered a cult accidentally. And like,
0: I kind of feel sympathy for the college students because whatever, you're, I don't expect you to know everything about the mm-hmm. school. Scott Lamb, an administrator at Liberty, for him to be like, I don't think they care about the women at this school. Like, oh dude, my God. Where, where I think you? this
1: what? pool is wet. <laughs> Can you believe it?
0: He added in the interview with Uh the reporter, concerns about sexual assault would go up the chain and then die. He said it was, quote, a conspiracy of silence.
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude. yeah. Welcome to the 1920s. We are past this. We know this is going up. Just, okay. (laughs) I feel like once a year or so, I have to listen to a... Uh, Known man I was gonna say Famous man A known man Discover Rape Or discover The patriarchy Or discover Glass ceilings Like
0: or some Republican who says, "Well, I, I have a daughter, and I now know hurting as a women." Of
1: daughters, <laughs> like
0: honestly,
1: I now know like, hurting women is it bad. Is, it is. the Republicans in two thousand two having a gay nephew. All it's Obama over coming again.
0: to coming to terms with marriage equality. Like, well, my kids have a friend with lesbian parents, and now I support marriage oh equality. Oh my god, so like, brave, come on, man. Jesus!
1: But like, it's all like. Okay, yeah, fine. Good, he, he he got to the end of the book. But we have been screaming it at him for literally his entire life. So, like, maybe miss me with, can you believe this? It's almost like nobody cares about women. Can I mean, I know that's not it, but there must be something going on. Jesus
0: Christ, these fucking people. Oh. Every
1: week with these people, they come in with something new.
0: I do enjoy that Scott Lamb is suing them. And like, yeah, I'm rolling my eyes at everything he's saying. Like, how do you not know, dude? Do you know who you work for? You voluntarily work for Jerry Falwell... And you, like, suddenly figured out he this, was a bad guy?
1: This guy thinks... I knew
0: who his father was when I was a fetus. I mean... <laughs> and I wasn't paying attention.
1: No, what he's trying to frame himself as is Finn from the new <laughs> Star Wars movies of, like, yeah, I was a stormtrooper, but I have a heart of gold, oh, right. and I'm gonna get out. <laughs> but what he really is, is just, like, one of those sandworms. He's of no purpose, he's a blob of nothing, <laughs> and I don't think about him ever. Ouch. Yeah.
0: I don't right. Are there sandworms in Star Wars? No, I think you're thinking of Dune. I don't know. <laughs> I might be um, of Dune if,
1: or Beetlejuice. If it's spooky I'm
0: moving you, something is wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, so interesting article. We're done with liberty for now. Mm. Uh, okay, moving on to something that is not liberty related. Uh. Uh, when When Donald Trump was in office, you know, there was this trend that was going on for several years of people shifting away from organized religion. Yeah. And that was continuing even with Trump. And I would argue because of Trump, uh, yeah. it's probably going to go faster. But we, some won't, momentum there. we won't really see the effects of that for a few years. Still. I still think
1: it's a pretty good hypothesis.
0: <laughs> so um, here's a thing that was very interesting. Recently, the Pew Research Center came out with an analysis of some of their data. And one thing they found is that. Yeah, overall, people are moving away from organized religion. We've uh-huh. known that for a while. There mm-hmm. are more nuns than ever before, mm-hmm. B- uh, N-O-N-E-S. But one specific religious denomination has not gone down Ooh. with the trend. Can I guess? Which?
1: Ooh, okay. Not it's not, gone not really down with a trick tr- question. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't. I, um, can I guess? I'm going to guess Islam.
0: Uh, I think in the U.S. they were the same trends as always, as a always? little less. But okay, who like,
1: bucked the trend?
0: White evangelicals, well, of course, right? Like,
1: Okay, I, I was going to guess that. I was like, Jasmine, that's too obvious. You can't yeah. always blame white evangelicals. <laughs> I know. Um,
0: Pew said they went from about 25% of the population in 2016 mm-hmm. to about 29%. In 2020.
1: That makes me feel bad in my heart.
0: And so here's the question. Why would it have gone up? What is it that is drawing people to embrace the evangelical label?
1: Because they're breeding like crazy because they do not believe in birth control. And so they're just popping out babies at an irresponsible rate. Sorry, no, that's what they say about immigrants. I don't know (laughs) what it is.
0: So that would have had, I mean, if that was the case, that would have, been something that happened a long time ago because everyone they're talking to are adults oh so it's not just the baby thing okay tell me so here's my concern my first thought was there are two options one is maybe trump has something to do with it Mm -hmm. uh but why would anyone become an evangelical for real because of trump that seems weird because trump wasn't i mean he's a hypocrite he did lip service to christians but why would anyone like I Trump spoke, and then I found Jesus. Right. That doesn't make do sense. We, okay,
1: before we go any further, do we have answers, or are we just? Both yes. in, oh, we do yes. have answers. Okay, then I would like to guess. Yes. Then, if there is an answer, but I mean, the
0: and the other one, the oh, other yeah, yeah, flip side of that is: is there something about a religious conservatism that is anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-woman, anti-science, mm-hmm. anti-vax that actually draws in a lot of disaffected people? Who are like, well, they seem very confident and proud about yeah. all these things they hate, and, and I like it's like why people are drawn to Joe Rogan. Well, it's like <laughs> he sounds like he knows what he's talking about, yeah. and I don't care he's if he's right, so
1: loud, so he must be right. Yeah. So it's
0: like, well, what's the reason people are shifting over because it's not like there's been a revival, and if there's been some religious revival, it's not affecting any other sure. brand of Christianity. So, uh, without you can guess. But Ryan Burge of Eastern Illinois University, who we've Uh talked about many times, who does a lot of data analysis, he has a theory for this.
1: So my guess would be that it has to do with people being drawn to clans and tend to follow leaders. And I feel like the sort of Trumpism of it all awoke a lot of people. And the Venn diagram of, there are so many Trump supporters that were also evangelical Christians. It stands to reason that, those people who were never into religion, never into politics, all of a sudden were obsessed with Trump. They start going to these rallies. It mixes all the same people. Hey, here's a church. They all believe the same thing as me.
0: You're pretty—you're you're closer on the dark Fuck board yeah. than you were before. Yes. 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 Here's what Burge says. And again, it, this isn't an answer. This is a theory based on the evidence he has. Mm-hmm. Here's what he's saying. Uh, many Americans have who have begun to embrace the evangelical identity are people—here's what he noticed— they don't attend church.
1: That and this is oh, this is the
0: thing that he saw that said, there's something else going on here than religion. He said, most of the people who are shifting to evangelicalism, according to Pew, are people who hardly ever attend religious services. For, oh. for instance, in 2008, only 16% of self-identified evangelicals said, I go to church never or seldom, uh-huh. only 16%. But in 2020, that number jumped to 27%. Wow. So, and in 2008, a third of evangelicals who did not attend church said they were conservative. Mm -hmm. And now that's about 50%.
1: Wow. So
0: there is this mix. He's real. This is what Burge is saying. And he writes this in a New York Times guest essay that got a lot of traction this week. He's basically saying they're not embracing the religious aspect of evangelicalism. And here's the thing, if you are evangelical, there are, yeah. I mean, we can all debate, like, what does a true Christian believe? Because when it comes to evangelical Christianity, mm-hmm. what is it that they all have in common? It, like, you R- can say, well, racism? they're all anti... Yeah, is it racism? <laughs> are they all anti-gay? And they're yeah, not. And,
1: and yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there, there are pockets of self-described evangelicals who would say, there's no contradiction between my faith and I'm progressive Christian. And, like, I do want to share the gospel, but I do genuinely support gay people and same-sex rights and all that stuff. So it's like, well, that's not the thing. The hate is Mm -hmm. not the thing that binds you all together. So, like, what is it? And it turns out, like, if you ask people uh, who are in the know about this stuff, there are a few things that bind these people together. They have to be born again. Mm -hmm. They have to accept that Jesus died for their sins. Mm -hmm. They have to... Uh, believe in like a literal literal interpretation of the Bible uh-huh. um, they have to be uh, spread the gospel. They sure. want to spread the gospel. Those are the things like every white evangel every evangelical would say yeah, those four are like everyone the has to thing. agree to that. After that we'll argue even if there's 90% agreement. Uh-huh. Okay. Here's what uh, Burge is saying now. He's saying well what do all these people have in common? Because they're not going to church. They're not falling in lockstep with this. And what he basically boils it down to is that the thing drawing them in, like you said, is Trump. And he adds that there are actually Catholics who would describe themselves as white evangelic oh white Catholics who would say "I'm evangelical," and Mormons who would call themselves evangelical, yeah. and he's like, but you're not, but you're yeah. saying you are.
1: Yeah, but evangelical <laughs> just sounds like a modifier. I'm an evangelical Christian. I'm an evangelical yeah. Mormon. <laughs> and so
0: here's what Birch says. What it means to be an evan- what what it means to be evangelical is being radically remade. It used to be that when many people thought about evangelicalism, they conjured up an image of a fiery preacher imploring them to accept Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, The data indicate that more and more Americans are conflating evangelicalism with republicanism and melding two forces to create a movement that's not entirely about politics Mm -hmm. or religion, but power. Hmm. If I were to interpret this, he's basically saying a lot of people said, well, I love the MAGA rallies, I support Donald Trump, and I want to broadcast myself all of that. And like, yeah, you could wear a red hat and that's one way of showing your allegiance. But another way is just telling people, yeah, I'm evangelical. Maybe not because you're not Christian, but like that's the identifier you're using. We
1: love labels. People love to be labeled. It makes life easier. and It makes our brains work better. And I was trying
0: to think about this like, okay, let's say that's true. Let's say a lot of these evangelicals, especially the mm -hmm. more recent embracers of the label, mm-hmm. if Burge's theory here is true, think about what that means. It means a lot more church services would look like political rallies, mm-hmm. which is absolutely happening.
1: Oh, it's totally happening, and hopefully that turns a lot of people off of church.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and not just at, like, Greg Locke's circus tent in Tennessee, <laughs> but, like, a lot of other places, uh, they preach about politics more than they preach about the gospel or Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, It would suggest... Donald Trump, for all the things people have said about how he's totally co- taken over the Republican Party, no, he also co-opted like an entire religion for Oh my himself. God,
1: and like a like fucking third of the country.
0: And think about that. If Trump says one thing and Jesus said another, uh-huh. where are these people going? They are totally following Trump. It's It's scary. It's
1: truly wild.
0: It means Christian nationalism really is one of the greatest threats we face Uh in America. And we've
1: known that for years.
0: It means critics of conservative Christianity. Hello. Uh, We Uh, were totally right when we've said forever that white evangelicals don't actually give a damn about Jesus. I love
1: being right. (laughs) It's among my favorite feelings. I mean,
0: this was true decades ago, but like it was so glaringly obvious over the Trump years. And it also means, I think, that there are a lot of pastors. I think we may have discussed this last time. Maybe not. If uh, I forgot when this came out. But there are a lot of pastors who are silent about politics from the pulpit. They think it has no place there. Mm-hmm. Which, okay, I, I understand that. There are actually very few pastors who talk about politics, very conservative politics, from the pulpit. That's a survey that came out recently, too. Okay. But it means that the silent ones, I'm not asking them to endorse Democrats. No. But they do have an obligation to speak out against the crazies and to speak out against Trumpism. Right. And to call out like the mega crazies in their own congregations. Right. Because if you're preaching the gospel and you're preaching the message of Jesus and you have Trump supporters in your crowd, right. you suck at your job. Mm-hmm. The, your message is not getting through to them. Right. So you need to do a better job of pushing against the lies that your colleagues in the pulpit are doing. Um, And also, I'm very curious what this means for the future of evangelical Christianity. Because younger Christians, I mean, yeah, white evangelicals, even younger ones, do embrace Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, but not as overwhelmingly as the old ones. Mm-hmm. So what do you do if you're a young evangelical Christian who isn't a fan of Trump, sure. but like if I met you or something, I'm totally assuming you're a fan. Right. You, I think you now have an obligation to either shed the evangelical label or really show the world why you don't support Trump. Mm-hmm. That has to be like a driving force in what you do, right? So,
1: right, yeah, I, I like, I, I, I kind of like this image of these people getting drawn into Christianity. Because it makes me think a year, like probably 10 years ago now, um, on oh No Ross and Kerry, one of their first big deep dives was into Mormonism. And they fully like went, did the whole thing and did all the shit and got baptized into the Mormon church. Or, excuse,
0: Mormon temple. Yeah.
1: Mormon temple. Yeah. Okay. I just second guess myself for a second. Um, and I can like the, they were talking about like, People are texting me all the time. They're reaching out. And probably for somebody who has felt ignored for their whole life, somebody being interested in them for their church is really, really exciting. And then you get to everything and then you get baptized. And then now you're just a member of the church and you're expected to show up every Sunday <laughs> and tithe. And that probably isn't as fun as people like showing them the way. So that totally makes sense of like, yeah, this is going to be great. And then you show me like, oh, there's homework. I yeah. hate this part.
0: Um, part two of the same story. We've talked about A lot about of the, multi-parts know, in I this know. one. Uh, Josh Mandel. He's the former Ohio lawmaker. He's the former state treasurer in Ohio, and now he's running for Senate.
1: Okay. Uh, one that of the, name rings a bell, but I don't know why. We, we've discussed a him cowboy? a few
0: times. Um, he's running for the Republican nomination for a U.S. Senate seat. In Ohio? Um, he's one of the guys... Is it's, he
1: primary in Kasich?
0: Um, I think it's an open seat. Oh. Someone's retiring but it's an open Republican seat okay? and he's running for it. There's a guy, J.D. Vance, who's running for it. Oh, that guy. That guy. Oh, so um, they have their conservative picks here. And during a debate, a panel discussion or something yeah. among the Republicans, mm-hmm. he was, everyone was asked, what's the greatest crisis facing our kids? And what, if anything, could you do about it? Okay. Uh, here's Mandel's answer. I think the worst thing happening to kids today is that the secular left, the fake news media, the Uniparty in Washington... The what? The Uniparty. One party control. The Uniparty in uh-huh. Washington, they're trying to take God out of all aspects of society. You know where this Finally, is going. Finally, he
1: heard my letters. Uh-huh.
0: Um, he goes on to say, they, these people, these leftists, they advance the argument that the separation of church and state exists and that... And for that reason, you cannot teach kids about religion. My personal feeling is, there's no such thing as separation of church and state. The framers of the Constitution envisioned a country where, in the classroom, kids would learn about God.
1: I don't think they
0: did. I don't think they did either. Um... This There's, guy has been reading David Barton's books, I think, and I think he's a little
1: bit confused about what the founding fathers yes, thought and said. The Founding
0: fathers thought a lot
1: of things and wrote down happened. for per, for perpetuity, so we could all keep yeah. reading it and not have little <laughs> snakes like David Barton and this guy. What's his name?
0: Uh, Josh Mandel. Fucking. There's no such thing as separation of church and state. Like that that's should be a disqualifier. Other Republicans tend to say that sort of thing in code. He's just flat out saying quiet the quiet part, part out loud. loud. Yep. Yep. And and again, he's lying about a lot of stuff. But what's scary is, one, he legit could be the GOP nominee, mm-hmm. which means in Ohio he could win. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Yep. Um, I'm just thinking, like, if a Muslim congresswoman said anything oh, boy. <laughs> that uh, explosive, it would be nonstop coverage. All right,
1: and i that didn't even cross my desk that's so, uh so that's yeah cool.
0: trumpism and evangelicalism um i believe this guy is jewish maybe but he's also christian nationalist somehow i don't know how that works
1: wait 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 really this I don't remember. this boy who just said the thing about lack of separation of church and state he's jewish i does he is... think that what does he think that means for him then i don't Listen, I don't pretend to know a lot about Judaism. Here's but... an
0: article from 2017 Josh Mandel's Strange Jewish Journey to Trump Land.
1: Oh, so this guy just has no principles at none, all. I think that's whatsoever. what I'm kind of leaning on to. Ay, yeah. ay, 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 uh, That's yeah, since, not
0: great. Since you mentioned David Barton, I let's talk about David him. Barton. Do you really a... have
1: a story for him?
0: Boom. Yeah. Holy shit. I got all all the Jessica hits covered. <laughs> Mercury's in retrograde or whatever. <laughs> it's not David Barton. It's his son, Tim, who is a clone uh... of David. So David Barton, Christian pseudo-historian who makes up American history and says, they were all Christian yeah. and they want a theocracy, but they didn't call it that. Don't tell
1: him about the Jefferson Bible. His teeny tiny head will explode. Yes.
0: He has a son, Tim Barton, who mm-hmm. knows as Tim, much Tim, as his father.
1: Tim Barton, the director of Edward Scissorhands. Yeah,
0: very close to that. Um, they were talking about Pete Buttigieg, who recently adopted twins with his partner, taking uh, like eight or 12 weeks yeah, off. Yeah, paternity the, leave. Paternity leave, which, by the way, was a working paternity leave. Yeah. Yeah, of course it was. Because he's
1: the fucking... Sexual transportation. Yep. Also, like, oh boy, you know what I heard get tra- get trotted out for the first time in genuinely like 10 years? I heard somebody say, oh, Pete Buttigieg took the like paternity leave. I guess that means he's the wife. And I was like, oh, I forgot that used to be a thing. Do you remember that like 90s homophobia like, that was yeah, yeah. like, don't. oh, I don't hate gay people, but which one would have used the wife? Which one's the husband? And we're like, <laughs> that's humor, ladies and gentlemen. And it's really funny to see these oldies get trotted out Oh, sometimes. man, I miss
0: Fox News late-night comedy shows.
1: Garfield <laughs> or whatever. Is that his name?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Exclamation
1: point in the Garfield font.
0: <laughs> yes. So that's... They were complaining about Buttigieg yes. having Sorry. paternity leave. Mm-hmm. But here's... Besides the homophobia, I'm skipping over the low-key... Low-hanging low, uh, like, fruit okay. jo- uh, jokes. But here's what Tim Barton said about paternity leave. Now paternity leave she says just... it's one thing to be on a maternity leave right when a mom has a baby and her body has to physically recover and then she's taking care of the baby and there's nurturing involved in the baby and like right At Maybe least dad, he acknowledged may, that. Maybe dad needs to be home for a couple days to help take care of mom. Two, what two, two, her- two men neither of whom physically birthed the child have been on paid leave. Sounds
1: like Dave Burton was a real cool dad who was really involved in his sweet good son's life. And he's certainly not trying to follow in his dad's footsteps to get that approval. He He, never got it.
0: In a straight you just had a baby, husband and wife, and you if it's (sighs) fine for a dad to take a couple days off to help out mom. And then, well, well, he's got to you. go You're back fine. to the
1: cigar store <laughs> to, to restock his supply, you know? That takes a couple days. Like, I was working
0: from home because that's what I do, yeah. but, like, I was working from home didn't have technically a leave, yeah, but I was home and like for whatever three. I mean, it's going on several years now. Yeah. You're where,
1: still involved in the raising <laughs> of these children, is that correct?
0: That's exactly right. Like it was of, <laughs> it was a couple of months of all right. We're, who's sleeping tonight? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll stay up with this one. Mm-hmm. Fine. Like it's a lot of work. Uh, the oh, idea it's
1: not a lot of work if you don't put any work into it, <laughs> and that's the key that but these I, men
0: have figured out. I mean, just setting aside the bigotry, the idea that, you know, in normal families, dad takes a couple days off, and that's all you need. No wonder you don't need paid leave, whatever. By the way, so I had to look this up because I didn't know the answer. Uh Does Tim Barton have any kids of his own? He does. He has two of them.
1: That's shocking. What
0: did he do when these things were born?
1: Are there names like Liberty and Ammo?
0: (laughs) I don't know the answer to that. (laughs) Oh man. I
1: usually don't I try not to laugh (laughs) at my own
0: very good jokes and
1: yet and yet here we are, they're just too funny for me. So
0: just to be clear, the party (laughs) the the family values people are very upset that Mm -hmm. a new father Took an official paid leave to take care of his adopted kids. It is like a Christian (sighs) right dream come true that someone adopted kids and said, I need to take off works because I want to be there for my partner, but because he's gay. It doesn't
1: count. It's not good. No, I honestly, the uh, God, the fact that they still pretend they're the family values bullshit party is so fucking... Sad. It's so pathetic. And and the funny thing about this is, it's not even about. Usually, it's about women, and this is just like I guess. Usually, it's like women. Well, they shouldn't be working anyway, so family leave shouldn't be a thing. Seems to me to be the like the hypothesis of like that that runs the whole through line, right? Well, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't be working anyway, right, so yes. get. who gives a fuck? I'm not going to pay, you know, I'm not going to give you any moment. To that lie. has
0: been an argument they've made right now with the, the yeah. Biden bills, which is why do they need paid leave? The mom's going to be at home anyway.
1: I hate these people with everything I have mm-hmm. in me, and it's quite a lot. I think we've learned over our years together. Heman, I, yes. I have much hate to give, and guess what? It's getting focused up, and Kristen Cinema, guess what? Yeah, we loved your denim vest, but you no, don't get no, to do no, we that didn't. right don't now. Don't
0: drag me into your denim vest.
1: First of all, I liked that denim vest. I can't wear a denim vest. Yes, I'm jealous of Kirsten Cinema for wearing, being able to pull off a denim vest where I never could. However, <laughs> you have taken <laughs> medical attention away from mothers. You have taken the sense of well-being away from families. Free
0: community college. That's gone thanks to her.
1: Uh, y- between her and Joe Manchin, I swear to fucking God, it's like they kn- th- they know, we know, we know how to fix this, we know how to make the world a better place, and thing, we're like, fuck it, I hate it.
0: Here's what annoys me the most right now, it's that, I think I've heard someone else say this, 100% of Republicans oppose all of this shit. You're right. 99% of Democrats support all of this, it's those two who are pretty much the problem. It's problems. literally those two and human yet, beings. And yet... Most of the public and a whole bunch of media outlets are like Democrats in disarray. Yeah, they're blaming Democrats for not getting shit done, which is so not the issue going on here. It's a couple of people who deserve to be called out. Yes, yes. they're Democrats. Please call them out. But to pretend like Republicans have like no one's going after Susan Collins or Murkowski or anybody.
1: I, I think that's such a good point because I've seen a lot of shit on Twitter and understandably so of like the jerk off motion. Vote blue no matter who. And yes, yes, everybody has every every fucking door I knocked, you know, leading up to the election was to make sure I can get mothers fucking four weeks to spend with their newborn babies because what the fuck else should we be caring about as a society? We should take care of babies. I thought we all agreed on this. But, so I get it. I get that it's deeply and fundamentally frustrating that these two Democrats are holding up all this shit. And I do wish them both ill. (laughs) I I hope they have... But you can't. I hope their stakes are always overcooked like not enough that they can send it back but enough that like they'll <laughs> never enjoy a good meal again. That I is want very these specific. I want everything to be a little bit too salty for them for the I want them to feel slightly hungover forever. However, if we replaced those. T- I, right. I, I do. Right. I am not convinced that another Democrat like can Joe win Manchin, in West Virginia. Yeah, it's not
0: going to happen. And, and
1: I don't know about Arizona's politics well uh, enough. It's very confusing to me at this point.
0: Cinema's there till twenty-four. There's a Republican governor. You're not getting rid of her either. And again, right now, here's don't. If anything else happened, if you didn't have those two in power right now, mm-hmm. nothing would be happening for anything. That's what I'm saying. Um. So. Like, you need them there for any chance. And by the way, they have passed some stuff, uh, like the, right. the COVID bill and right. things like that. And they might get something done here, even if it's not right. everything I want. Um, but also, there are options. I know it's a hard race. I don't want to talk about the next year's elections and stuff. I
1: actually cannot physically but talk about they elections. they are
0: basically making a case, Cinema Mansion, are making a case for why in states when you can elect are actually progressive or mm-hmm. Democrat, like, you got to get that shit done. And I've seen candidates, Democrats who are running, who are like their entire slogan is "I would be your fifty-first vote." That's their primary message yeah. to Democrats. It's a smart one. And
1: you know, it's so fire. Chris and Cinema, Joe Manchin, they could be heroes.
0: They could be. I know. They and
1: they're just choosing. If not she to. wants attention,
0: you could have good she attention. Truly if is they wanted.
1: Is they are both choosing the most cowardly way out. They're fucking senators. You have a six year slot of time you're you're not a congressperson where you have to worry about re-election every two years jesus have some fucking integrity and some backbone and say listen west virginia i understand that maybe like this isn't the shit you think you want but like i want to as soon as those people start getting like you know, like we we saw with Medicare for all. People hate it, or not Medicare for all. That's the
0: Affordable Care Act. The Affordable
1: Care Act. Oh, people hate it. People hate it. And then you get
0: until they get used to it, then they like and it. And then,
1: oh my god, they not fucking like it. Like that's it. the wrong word. So they
0: they're get used to it, and to, they would get mad if you took it get away from them. They're used to
1: being able to go to a doctor when they're yeah. sick in the richest country in the fucking world. But like, but that, I mean. He has they have this opportunity and I'm not saying that whatever I, they have this opportunity to say, like, listen, I'm going to do big good. And if that means that if that means that I don't get to be here for 12 years, I only get to be here for six years.
0: I I'm going to predict this right now. Uh cinema's not running again. She'll either go Oh, because rich, she's going to be busy lobbyists. jumping up
1: my ass and dying.
0: That too. Um, yeah, and she'll not retire in a and take some, way. She'll she'll take some other positions somewhere where she'll make money and never have to. She'll pull like a Jeff Flake. She'll be an ambassador totally, to somewhere. Totally,
1: totally, totally. So
0: that's her future. I don't think she's running again because she knows she doesn't. But so care.
1: all she's doing is making life worse for people.
0: Yeah. End of story. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's and the maybe worst. you can
0: convince her on some stuff, but uh, overall, like whatever. It's not like she has friends she's got to impress or anything. I don't know. Um, let me jump to this before we forget <sighs> this. I want to make sure I found this Okay, Well, right you there. write things down, is. so we're
1: not worried about you forgetting uh, things.
0: New survey from yeah. the Pew Research Center was about church-state separation. And here's the question. Uh, what do Americans think about church-state separation? Should the government declare the U.S. a Christian nation? What percent of Americans said we should declare this a Christian nation?
1: What are you saying to me right now? That's the um, question. I don't know,
0: 50%? 15. Relatively low. Wow. I know. Mm. And six, I
1: choked on my own I wow. I was so surprised.
0: 69% nice. said, yep, never declare any religion an official religion of the U.S.
1: Well, so, that makes me feel... I'm sorry, yeah, you conducted so,
0: this? Uh, Pew Research Center. Oh, so it's Pew. All right. It's good. Um, I'm like... Okay, that sounds good. But then I thought, you know what? Even people like David Barton, even all the Christian nationalists, Mm -hmm. most of them, all the pastors, they would say, I want it to be a Christian nation. I want us to go back to the foundations of our country, which Mm -hmm. were all Christian all the time, but I don't want a theocracy. Like, they're the first ones who would be like, I don't want this declared a Christian nation. We should just be one. So I I was optimistic for about a second, and then I'm like, well... All right, I don't know what to read into that. Then they said federal government should enforce separation of church and state. Yes or no? 54% of Americans said, yeah, enforce separation of church and state. That's alarmingly low. Yeah. 19% oppose that. The rest of them don't know anything. Uh, Didn't want to answer the question, whatever. So it's a majority of Americans say, yeah, I I want to enforce it. Yes, not high enough, but it's something. But then here's where it gets even weirder. Then they asked, like, should public school teachers lead students in Christian prayer? So, an example of whether we have church-state separation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, 46% said no. 30% said, yeah, that's fine. Teachers leading kids in Christian prayers in school. So, like, even though they're opposed to church-state separation...
1: Well, that's like. And then,
0: how about this? Cities and towns should have religious symbols on public property. Or they should be allowed to do it. Oh, they like that shit. Pretty clear example of how we don't have church-state separation Mm -hmm. if they're doing that. Like Mm -hmm, the giant mm -hmm. cross in Maryland or something. 39% said, yeah, I'm fine with that. And 35% said no. So all these people... try
1: to tell me that these people don't understand what the separation of church and state means? Thank
0: you. Yes, that's the moral of the story. All these, these people are like, I think I'm against it. Well, what about this application of Unless you of agree it? with
1: me. Yeah.
0: Then they're like, oh, well, I'm fine with like teachers leading prayers and putting giant crosses and nativity scenes on public property. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I'm against... I, I'm all for church-state separation. Like there are definitely people who said they support separation... And support religious symbols on public property and stuff. What I'm saying is Americans are really dumb. I think that's the moral of that story.
1: Yeah, I think that's most people, um, but, but yeah. Uh, is it my turn for, sure, my, my, for my, my sports rant? Sports rant. Uh, so Hammond's going to feel right at home. Okay, Um. so... There has been a uh, a topic that's been floating around in my periphery that I chose to ignore for a long time and um finally came to head yesterday and I just wanted to talk about some thoughts that I have about it. Um so I uh Hemet, I'm from Hemet and I are both from Chicago. Hemet and I are both equally avid sports fans, right, Hemet? Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um but in, All the sports balls. Oh my god, love the sports balls. Um I um Moved back to Chicago, started dating my now husband at a time when the Blackhawks were winning Stanley Cups every other year, which is a very fun uh, thing to be around. Um, and we, it brought this city together in this really cool way. Um, we just, Coach Q, Coach Quinville, Joel Quinville, he lived in Hinsdale. He was like the cool guy. He had a mustache. it's very iconic. Um the, it was a young teen, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, like all these boys, Duncan Keith, you know, the older guys. But it was a fun team to watch. It was a fun uh, moment to be a part of in Chicago history. Um, and then I learned uh, recently, as, as did most of us learn, <clears throat> if, if you're paying attention to this, um, there was a, a young player who... Um, who, for a uh, for a long time, we have known him only as as John Doe, or I think John Doe won. Uh, his name was Kyle Beach. He was at a Center in 2010, which was leading up to their first um, Stanley Cup victory. Um, Kyle Beach was uh, sexually assaulted by. Um, uh, video coach Brad Aldrich. I don't know what video coach means. I'm sure it's when they watch their video right. playback and, and they have to learn from their mistakes yeah. or yeah. learn what the other people are doing. I think it sounds like a stupid job title. Um, anyway, this dude sexually assaulted uh, this young man. And Kyle Beach was not a. It well, was not a tape. It was not a cane. He was not one of. Our, well, it wasn't Keith. He wasn't sharp. He wasn't one of her big name players. Um, and he. Uh, Aldrich, the uh, the coach said it was consensual. Beach said no. hella wasn't. Apparently, um, Aldrich threatened Beach, saying, "You know nobody will believe you." Um, he ha- he said um, Aldrich told Beach he would never play in the NH- NHL or walk again if he didn't quote act like he enjoyed the sexual encounter. Um, A couple days later, so this is May uh, 2010. A couple days later, Beach talks to a different coach. Uh, Beach is the victim, uh, talks to a different coach. They uh, run it up the flagpole um, and was ignored. Um, All the head coaches, the GMs, it was brought to them. They had a meeting about it. We know this now. And everybody, including... Coach Q, Joel Quinville, our, like, substitute dad for those years, saw it, knew about it, and thought, well, my boys are doing good. I don't want to interrupt their Stanley Cup win. And you know what? They won that year, so, like, I guess. So Aldridge gets, I don't know if you've heard this story before, he gets moved. He, Oh well, excuse me, first he assaults an intern, a 22-year-old team intern that was also, um, Made aware of by the human resource team, Um, and then he get Aldrich gets. Oh, don't worry. If you're worried, did Aldrich get his name engraved on the Stanley Cup after sexually assaulting one of the players? Yeah, it super was. I saw a picture
0: that on the Stanley Cup, his name was engraved on the Stanley Cup.
1: If you don't know hockey, the Stanley Cup is a series of rings that continually gets passed up. Um, and eventually, they go. They're stored at the Toronto um, National Hockey Hall of Fame, which I've been to, and it has every not just every player, but and I don't staff know exactly what the staff level yeah, is, yeah. but coaches for sure. Um, so his name was engraved on that. He was eventually um, released from the Blackhawks. Uh, ended up taking a um, um, a job at, at the University of Miami uh, University. The Miami University in Ohio, Miami University of Ohio in Ohio. Um, He was the director of hockey operations in 2012, and he um, assaulted two kids there. So that brings us to. So
0: I have not followed this story closely, but if I have this right, he's assaulting players on the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. assaulting interns on the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows he's doing it because mm-hmm. it's been reported. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything about mm-hmm. it because so they're he, winning. So what does he do? So then he goes to a college uh-huh. and continues everything. Mm-hmm. And they could have stopped him earlier, but they didn't. Hey, I wish I
1: was at the end of the story because guess oh, what? Jesus he couldn't Christ. really work in college anymore because of all the sexual assaulting. Yeah. So he moved down to the high school level. Guess what he did there?
0: Let me guess. Let yeah. me guess. Yeah. Everything the same. Mm-hmm. Uh huh.
1: All the same. Uh, September 2013, Jesus. the police start to get involved. Oh, good. The hey. Blackhawks stonewall them.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, eventually, however, fucking fine. And I'm sorry, I want to be clear about this. The, uh, the cops were going after sexual assault charges on this high school player were going after Aldrich. went to the Blackhawks and said, what the fuck do you know about this guy? And they're like, what? He's a great guy. Uh-huh. Or said nothing. Yeah. So that brings us to 2014. He was eventually sentenced to jail, no thanks to okay. the Blackhawks. Um, and that brings us to this year.
0: Yeah, so what happened now that this guy's in the news and the Blackhawks are in a shitstorm? So
1: in May, um, uh, somebody at the time, an unknown player... Um, known as John Doe 1, filed lawsuit against... Uh, filed a lawsuit against the the Hawks, not for the sexual assault, but for their inability to take any action about uh-huh. it. Um, and then, suddenly... It's so weird, because May, he files this lawsuit, and then suddenly in June, the Blackhawks were like, we're going to do an independent internal <laughs> investigation. Um. So, yeah. okay, so... Th- the rest of it is a lot of people are getting let go. Uh excuse me. Uh Bowman and McIsaac, who are two member higher-ups, I don't care. They They're, step yeah. down. Um they These I These are I, like
0: managers or like that level of mm-hmm. staffer ownership. This is
1: like the general manager, yeah. things like that. Um Blackhawk's CEO Danny Wirtz, who also owns Wirtz Beverages, I don't know, is like
0: His dad owned the owned the Blackhawks. His dad
1: was almost sunk the Blackhawks because he believed that if you put hockey on TV, nobody would come up to see games. Right. So the fucking second that old man dropped, dad, his son was like, "Guess what's back, nerds? Like we're gonna be watching." And it was HGTV. For the first time, which explains why I left Chicago in 2004, came back in 20, not 2009, and all of a sudden everybody I think, was in the Hawks again.
0: I think the Blackhawks were, at some point when Bill Wirtz was the owner, were like, the worst franchise in America Terrible by some... Terrible franchise. franchise.
1: And, 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 and an original 18, like a historic, it was...
0: It could very easily I mean, not have been the worst franchise because they had everything going for them. Because it's
1: Chicago. We yeah. are, if nothing else, a sports Wait, so city. this guy's Our son shit takes over. Our is about sports and pizza. What? So
0: guy's son takes over. They win Stanley Cups. Win he's, Stanley Cups. He's got to be aware of all this stuff that's going on. Is he? Um, did he step down? The
1: report or? is both disturbing and difficult to read. Uh, it speaks for itself. Um, Blackhawks owner Rocky Wirtz, so that would be his, his...
0: I don't know the family... Treat. No, Rocky
1: Works is the dad. He must have died right around 2010. Like he, di- um, Our leadership team reviewed the report. We have important and difficult conversations about how our organization will move forward. Um, so the NHL fines the Blackhawks $2 million, which is okay. jerk-off motion uh-huh. money. <clears throat> um, Bowman apparently was supposed to be the general manager for the 2022 Winter Olympics. Uh. He stepped down from that. Um and then just I think yesterday um uh Beach came forward as John Doe. He's now thirty one. Um he said it was a day of many emotions. Uh I cried, I smiled, I laughed, I cried some more. My girlfriend and I, we really didn't know how to feel we Because, don't know how to say. because he was outed. At, or he chose to out himself oh, okay. as as John Doe
0: one. Okay,
1: um, I, I think from... so. The
0: anonymity is gone, and that well,
1: even before he came forward officially, um, from what I read, reports were really fucking specific to the point of like giving his. They said he was a the center. They gave his height <laughs> and weight. Yeah, and like, Easy listen, to find. there's there's a finite number of Blackhawks around.
0: Right.
1: Um. So. So that happened um, yesterday is when I found out that Coach Q, who I cannot stress enough, was like... God, I if, know if, who Coach Q anybody, is, and I
0: don't follow hockey at all. If
1: anybody grew up in a sports town, you're dick You're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, like these... You know the these,
0: coaches of these teams.
1: Phil Jackson. Like, these are classic... Like, Joel Madden's going to be that forever, unless he fucks up again. Mm-hmm. Joel Quinville was this guy. So this I found out this yesterday, uh, and then around the same time as when, when Beach outed himself, um, which I think is incredibly brave. And boy, I don't know if I could have done the same thing in his position, but but I had, had to sit
0: with that for as long as he did too.
1: For I mean, it's ten yeah. years ago, like
0: yeah.
1: To Listen, I know what it is to live with sexual assault. I don't know what it is to live with a sexual assault followed by a franchise cover-up. So I can't imagine he's been doing great mentally when somebody says, hey, this team winning a game is more important than you being sexually assaulted. That can't feel super great when you've spent your entire life trying to be a hockey player. Then... Yesterday, which is I think for some reason why I wanted to bring it up, this doesn't has nothing to do with religion. Obviously, it's patriarchal more than anything else. But um Taze and Kane, and T- Jonathan Taze was nineteen in twenty ten. I think he was the the co- mm-hmm. the, uh, the captain. Everybody, this this young man, he gets it. He's got it. He's got it. He's, got it. He's a leader. He's a natural born leader. He was a fucking captain of a original hockey team, like this. Yeah. He was somebody who was to be respected. Kane's always been an idiot. He punched a uh, a cabbie, if I remember right. So he's always been a dick, but he is a very good hockey player, so people give him a lot of space because people are nightmares. Anyway, these two people who have been on the Blackhawks, who are no longer 19-year-old kids, who are adults, who have seen how shit rolls, are aware of what this man has gone on to uh, to do after leaving the Hawks. Both of these spe- Vineless, yellow-livered motherfuckers Give this milk toast. He did so much for the franchise and he did so much for me personally. I'm sorry to hear about whatever happened, but I don't feel comfortable saying anything. (laughs) And, man, I think that made me done with sports. I think I have officially decided sports are nothing, they're toxic, they are systems that just set up places for men to get drunk and fight and assault people and then it all get covered up. I just, what are we doing? Why do I care if fucking Anthony Rizzo, another one of my, like, sports heroes, was an anti-vaxxer in the end, Jay Hay, Jason Hayward. He gave this inspiring speech have you heard the story, Hammett? The inspiring speech he gave in the 10th inning during the reign of the 2016 World Series. He gave this speech, let's go out there and do it, boys. And they fucking did it. And then five years later, he's like, mm, I don't think I believe in COVID shots because I'm a center fielder. So, I guess what I'm saying is, what are we doing as a society? See, this is
0: why you should just follow politics like me. You follow college good. basketball.
1: That's worse. Those kids are straight <laughs> up getting taken advantage of. So, you sleep with that, Hammond. <laughs> anyway, I gave away... I, today, made a uh, Goodwill donation. I gave genuinely like, gave away all of my Cubs gear. I... I have a hat, my Cubs hat, that I have worn for 14 years. I need to. I am. I'm fucking done. I am no longer going to pretend that like maybe being a Cubs fan is a personality type, and that strangers will like me more if I know that Anthony Rizzo is an anti vaxxer and I can tell him about that interview. Like these, I have invested my life in these dumb sports, and for what? To watch a 19-year-old kid become a millionaire and then 10 years later be like, oh, that guy who sexually assaulted somebody? I don't know. I don't know what problem you have with him. He was a real good hockey coach. We watched video great. He did slow down in the best way. I'm done. I am done pretending that because you're good at throwing a ball, we're going to listen to your political opinions. I'm fucking done with it. I am done with it all. So that is my rant about sports. I'm, I am I'm, I I know I'm only sound angry. I'm deeply sad. This is a thing I've done with my dad for my entire life. I we used to go to bars in Chicago. It's I I cannot I, I stopped following football years and years ago for moral reasons. I think I'm just done with
0: sports. There was an article that came out today. I think it was in a place called Dame magazine, but it was about what happens not cancel culture, but like if you genuinely love something, someone, mm-hmm. and then they have this fall from grace, yep. it's like, yeah, what do you do when I can't watch Chappelle anymore? Or yep. I can't listen to like a Louisa CK thing and I used to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I can't watch the Blackhawks play. Um, yeah. That's happening in a lot of ways right now where you have to reassess, mm-hmm. not heroes, but people like, I just genuinely liked, and it was a fun part of my life. And now I can't enjoy it the same way. And like, this was,
1: it's fun uh, with, to watch something so non-critically, yeah, and that's not an There's so much shit more, right?
0: everywhere, and mm. this was a place that I just looked forward to. And It's uh, sad when that disappears.
1: Listen, I don't need Taves to be some sort of, like, radical feminist humanitarian for me to think he's an okay dude. Like, literally, the bar is, hey, if somebody you know raped somebody else, probably say that person's a bad guy. Right? Like... I don't know, man, like...
0: Do you want a happy story to end on?
1: Oh, I thought we were done. I'm I wound down. I don't no, think I have any okay. emotions left in me. Uh,
0: just one story. I, I crossed out the rest of them. <laughs> but this one was good. Um... There were uh, a couple of hikers in Vancouver, uh, maybe earlier this month. It's a place called Golden Ears Provincial Park in Vancouver. Mm. A couple of hikers- Golden
1: Ears? I've never heard that.
0: But they were hiking, and they must have gotten to a part of the trail that's way too close to the river, and like, hard currents. Okay. And like, it's dangerous. Don't go down there. I'm sure they had signs saying, don't go here. Uh They went there, Um. and now they're stuck. And now they can't get up again because they can't get a foothold into wherever they need. And it's not looking good. Okay. All of a sudden, these five Sikh guys, guys with turbans on their heads, walk by and they see what's happening and they don't know if anyone's called the cops. They know their phone reception's not very good, so they can't do it. And here's the thing. If you're Sikh, you're not supposed to take your turban off in public. Um, that's one of the rules of the faith. You do it in. It's like a, a Islamic woman with mm-hmm. a burqa or something. You can do it in. Is indoors. it a
1: modesty thing? Is that... Uh, I do don't you think know modest... Uh,
0: don't ask me specifics. Okay. But they're not supposed to do it but in public. But you're brown. You're supposed I know, to know but all it's a the brown things. Brown. I know. <laughs> so what did they do when they saw these two guys? They took off their turbans. They and unraveled them. They made a rope ladder. Uh, and I, I guess one of the guys who was not involved in the direct helping with the rope ladder took video of this. But they did not post it anywhere. I was going
1: to say. Um,
0: they just took it to because like, hey, my buddies are here. And we're, we're glad these guys are Okay. And they did get him to a point of safety. And it turned out the police or whatever version of it in the park had been called or knew about this somehow. They were making their way there. But by the time they arrived, everything was okay. The guys were already safe. Um, and this week, uh, the reason I know about this is this week... Uh, Whatever local uh, Royal Canadian Mountie police people. RCMP. Yeah. They honored the five guys and just re- honored their bravery. Oh, and nice. just gave them a public thank you for what they did. One of the uh, superintendent uh, types said, to the two young men were in danger of drowning. Your quick thinking and your heroic actions undoubtedly saved the lives of those men. Dot, dot, dot. One of the guys, uh, one of the Sikh guys said, you know, in these matters, we don't really care if it's religious or not. It's a person's life. Mm -hmm. We can save it. We can tie the turban again as many times as we want. But that life, we can't bring it back. And just, they're willing to put decency Uh, over dogma. uh, Which is, yeah, that's what you should do. And I was trying to think, is there any parallel to what, I don't know, a conservative Christian that we're talking about all these shows like what would they do that's their version of this goes against my beliefs? Yeah. Um, but it would help you. And so I wanna help you instead. And I feel like I haven't probably abortion heard. care would be
1: the best thing <laughs> I could think of of and like, so, oh, you're you were raped and impregnated by a person. And I'm you going need help. to Yeah, and you need help.
0: And those stories are few and far between. Well, I'm thinking like if even, they exist at all. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, yeah, these guys did something amazing. I'm glad they got some credit for it. By the way, I should say they took video of it. They weren't going to release it. It's only when the cops said, uh, basically, we want to see the video of this and find out what happened.
1: Did they, like, is there something about, like, they wanted to block their their head or no, their no, hair or whatever. No, they were just whatever. taking
0: videos of the guys grabbing the rope from underneath oh, and pulling up. Oh, I see. Up, I see. So I thought it was like they took it. a video
1: of the whole thing but they didn't want to share video with their No, they were just like we're not going to post off.
0: this like look at how awesome sure. we are.
1: I mean, I um, would, but so. I guess that makes Sikhs better than
0: me. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but you know, it's funny we get we uh frequently get the um
0: We have so many conservative Christians who are like, "What? You're going to get in the way of something I want?" <laughs> uh, no, all the world can die in a pandemic. What if I murder you instead? Yeah, I'm not going to wear a mask and, like, they make up their own rules. Oh, yeah. They're not even saying, this is a dogmatic no, thing. God just always like, said he needed masks. Yeah, That's God, why there's no Christian doctors. God doesn't want any Christians to wear masks. He created our face. Oh,
1: what a fucking idiot mm. that hypothetical person is. Um, Oh, boy. I'm yeah, I, I I think we, we often get a criticism that, like, oh, you only bag on Christians or whatever, which is true. <laughs> But also, it's because... because we live Sikh, here. But also, Sikhs don't pull this kind of bullshit. Right. I always want to tell a nice story about religious <laughs> people being good about in, in, within the confines of their religion, unless there's an ulterior motive, which there almost yeah, always seems right. to be. But, like, that's a great story. Right, I love right. that story. Um, there,
0: there. I ended your day on a good note.
1: Great. I have two quick updates vis-a-vis that Planned Parenthood story that I took, oh, yeah. told a couple weeks ago. Yes. First of all, I got so wrapped up in telling that story that I forgot the, like, the coda at the end of it, which was when I was turning to leave, or maybe I did tell this already, never mind. Um, basically the woman, I told the woman, like, they should, did I say this, that I focused, I was like, if you want to stop abortions, you should focus on, uh, sex education and contraception. Did, did we? I ha- don't
0: remember if you said that or okay, not. Okay.
1: Okay. I, I thought I, I left this out cause I was like, so really like, I felt like I really nailed the ending and then I forgot there was more to the story. Um. So I I pulled around. I was getting ready to leave. These women were walking back and forth. Essentially, I stopped to yell at some women who were protesting outside of Planned Parenthood. uh, And then I played a lot of loud music. It was great. Um, I pulled up, and I was like, hey, if you guys are worried about abortions, you should worry about, like, sex education and access to contraception. And they're like, everything is preventable via abstinence. And Hemet, I got to look a woman dead in her eyes and say... (laughs) Tell it to my rapist. <laughs> and I felt and then she's like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I was like, No, you're not, and I all sped away. It was really <laughs> delightful. But, and caveat number two on that is I once again had to go to uh, that Mariano's today because I'm <laughs> uh, making a charcuterie plate. Um
0: it's the widest sentence.
1: Yeah, I know, and you would be able to <laughs> take the <laughs> riches of my charcuterie plate if you're coming to my Halloween party on Saturday. <laughs> But I went back, and today, what's the weather like today, Hammett? Raining all fucking shitty, day, shitty 50 degrees, just drizzly and miserable. And these motherfuckers are still out there. <laughs> I took, as I was leaving the Marianas, I, I took a video to, like, show the um uh, kind of layout of what was going <laughs> on. And then those motherfuckers are still there in her big-ass golf umbrella. <laughs> Anyway, uh, those people are monsters, and I did roll my window down because there was water on my window. So I rolled the window down and flicked him off, and made like the biggest did smile they I could make. You? I hope so. I think in their heart they could <laughs> feel like part of my spirit. I was trying to plan on like, can I do a big drive-by thing? But I just went for like the classic: flip him a bird and drive away with nice. my trunk full of charcuterie. <laughs>
0: Where do we find you? You
1: can find me on uh, Twitter at Jess Um If you are looking for a present of some kind, um, maybe for the upcoming holiday season, um, my Etsy shop is Bitches Get Stitch Done. I've actually gotten a few really cool um, uh, orders from listeners lately. Usually, just for your information, usually I don't take orders past the end of November for Christmas, and if I fill up, I have to stop because these take me between four and 20 hours to make each. So if you're interested in getting something for Christmas, I would say do it sooner rather than later because I have, I'm not going to stress myself out this holiday season. I'm closing those doors as soon as they, as soon as I feel overwhelmed. Um, you can always email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com, um, patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. How many, where can we find you? Uh,
0: friendlyatheist.com. Go to Twitter, Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, congratulations.
1: Um, Facebook named itself after you. I know. I, if anybody hasn't heard yet. It's about time I
0: took over that place. The
1: umbrella company that owns Facebook and Instagram and whatever, they renamed themselves Meta. And I was in Target when I got that push alert and like yell left and immediately (laughs) text him in all caps like, ah, you dumb motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're wondering what it's like to be friends with me, it's a lot of all caps texts yes. making fun of. Me.
0: I believe what I wrote back was "Zuck you,"
1: which was very good. It Thank was a good you. pun. Thank I cannot you. imagine I'm the first person you've had to tell that to today.
0: Only the ninth. <laughs> all right, so we'll <laughs> see you next week. Bye. Bye.